0: In this episode it's 2022. Woohoo! We made it. We made it. We've got a foam pod of course and we're going to share the Christmas message that um, was taught in Sunday schools in Mormon churches all around the world. We are. Yeah. Oh God. I mean not the whole thing because <laughs> yawn fest. We to talk about what we did for Christmas and New Year's and that that's about it. Uh, there's a couple other
1: things we're going to talk about in here. It's, that's not all we got.
0: We can't just give it all away in the intro. No, because then we have like 45 or 50 minutes of intro and then we have nothing to mm-hmm. talk about in the podcast. And then five minutes of actual show. Yes.
1: Yeah. Should we just, you know, take our commercial break and get into it? Um. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. I'm Mary.
0: And I'm Shelly. And it's 2022. Yeah, this is our first uh, recording in 2022. I guess I'm still an ex-Mormon gay girl trying to figure out life. I don't know. What do you think? Should we go? Should we go with that? Yeah, I think we should stay with it. It seems to work. All right.
1: Oh, and you know, it's gonna work double, doubly good. Mm -hmm. when Kirsten is able to join us.
0: Oh my gosh. Kirsten is super fun. She actually joined us uh, for New Year's. She's really fun and funny. So I'm excited to have her join us on... uh, Where is she joining us? (laughs) (laughs) Shelly is always the last to know
1: what's going on.
0: It's because I don't (laughs) pay attention. The first 23 times I've been told, I don't pay attention until I actually Mm -hmm. have to have the knowledge. I'm like, fuck, Mary, what was that?
1: What are we doing again? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Kirsten joined us on a Scandal Sessions episode. It's the latest one. If you haven't listened, it's a good one. Maybe go check it out. And, you know, we decided, well, this is so fun and she's so funny. We should bring her on more. Uh huh. And she's also an ex-Mormon gay girl, as it turns out. Truth. Yeah. So
0: we're going to have her on more of the time. Are we having her on Latter-day Lesbian or... Are we having her on Queer Life Crisis or both? I just don't remember. Well, look at you
1: spilling the beans about Queer Life Crisis. I think we Fuck. should jump into talking about that. Okay, go. Nice away. Take
0: it. Take it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so we decided we're going to start another, yet another podcast called Queer Life Crisis. And it's not necessarily like coming out stories, although we love a good coming out story. But it's the everyday stories, struggles, and successes of the queer LGBTQ plus community. And we thought, you know what? It's not just one and done. I've told my, uh, my coming out story and now my life is perfect. We thought there's more to everyone's journey than just that one event. So we want to continue to tell these stories and hopefully educate the world. We thought that was a really good mission.
0: That sounds very serious, um, but I think our <laughs> listening audience knows us way better than that. So it's gonna be fun, two people. Yeah, I mean, it's still you and me. <laughs> That's
1: and true. That bitch Kirsten. Oh, that
0: bitch Kirsten. <laughs> She's great. She has a hard time being serious yeah. as well. So it's gonna be good. She's gonna
1: join us on that one. Yeah, so uh maybe we should just insert a little snippet of that show. Snippet should we now. Go for it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> this one from, Shelley? This is from Matt with two T's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt says, people in general, but especially religious people, really love to say things about my lifestyle, in mm. quotes, mm-hmm. in a condescending way since they see it as me choosing to be gay and live like this. How do I politely tell them it's my life and I'm just trying to live it in an authentic way that I'm comfortable with? I have young nieces and nephews, and my family won't refer to my fiancé as anything other than my friend. Mm -hmm. Like, I got that. Thanks, Mary, for being Shelly's friend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It shouldn't bother me since my nieces and nephews are too young to understand or care, but how can I tell them that this is hurtful to me and my partner when they use the defense that the kids are, in quotes, too young to understand? I don't want them to get in the habit of referring to my partner as my friend or to have them think that I'm okay with them doing this. First off— Thinking that kids are too young right. to understand, like, right. what the—are they too young to understand their aunt and uncle who were married? Right. Are they too young to understand that mommy and daddy are married? Then yeah. why, why do you think it would be shocking to a child to see a homosexual relationship? It's a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's love.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the earlier you can model that and normalize it— Yeah. Then it'll just be regular. Just be a typical normal thing that this kid has
0: uh, more people in their life who love them potentially. And normalizing it means not trying to hide it because you're worried. Yeah. You know, just like when I got divorced, my ex-husband was so worried that I was going to traumatize the kids by saying that I'm gay. Yeah. But the more you hide it and make it look like a dirty secret, the more they're going to feel like it's bad. Right. For sure. So the question here is, how do I politely
1: tell them it's my life and I'm just trying to live it in an authentic way that I'm comfortable with? So we're going to say this word a lot on this show, Mm -hmm. boundaries.
0: Oh, I was going to say, fuck off. (laughs) Is that your polite response? (laughs) Yeah, fuck off. It's my polite response. Oh, he wanted polite. Shit, sorry. (laughs) Please fuck off. (laughs) There you go. Is that more polite? Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you were kindly invited to fuck the fuck off. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh Yeah, I think boundaries are really needed in relationships where people say unkind things like, I don't want to expose your, quote, lifestyle to my children, your nieces and nephews, because they're too young. They're not going to understand. It's like, well, do you know how disrespectful and hurtful that is to me. Yeah. When you're acting like I'm either a dirty, awful sinner or I'm an inconvenience to the way you are raising your children. Yep. Either way, now you're making the problem me. I am inflicting my horrible lifestyle on your kids.
0: I would ask that person. Kids Hmm. are too young to understand. What is it that they need to understand? And that might start a conversation. Well, they need to understand that it's not like you're talking about sex; you're talking about love. So you can be like, "I know."
1: So Matt and his fiance love each other. Mm -hmm. They love each other. Mm -hmm. That's great. Let's talk about Uncle Matt and his fiance and how much they love each other. It doesn't have to go into like the nitty gritty of their relationship. It's just about love. Yeah. No, I I get it. Another way to love somebody. And let's all just express how
0: awesome love is, Mm -hmm. right? And it's another great example for kids. And you know what else? If Matt were to say to his family, what are you afraid of? Mm -hmm. Because then that forces an answer. Well, I'm afraid the kids won't understand. What are you afraid of? That they'll think it's okay? Uh, Does that scare you? Like, get it out there on the fucking table. There's a reason yeah, there's a reason that this family feels they need to protect their children from the gaze, from the evil gaze. That is a
1: good question. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you... I'm a
0: pedophile? Do
1: right. you think
0: I'm going to recruit? Like right. that's not actually a thing. So right. have the fucking conversation. Yeah. Make make the family tell you tell you that they are assholes. <laughs> 'Cause that's all it can be. Like make them say the hard shit. Yeah. Because you know what? When they say the hard shit, like the ugly shit, the reasons, that boundary is a lot easier to put up. <laughs>
1: it's true. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gonna force them when they are forced to say the words. Yeah. They're gonna take a look at it while they're saying it. They're like really, they're gonna realize like oh, oh man. I, this, am <laughs> I am an asshole. I am an asshole. This does sound <laughs> fucked up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I really like that advice, Shelly. Oh, first one out of the gate. This Is pretty good? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little sample of Queer Life Crisis. We hope you join us for that uh, as well and look that up wherever you look for your favorite podcasts. Uh, the other thing about Queer Life Crisis, Shelly, is mm-hmm. we want it to be super interactive. Yeah. We want people to send us questions. Some people might be like, has anyone else gone through this? Here's my situation. Who else out there is going through it? Or do you have any advice on approaching whatever the the topic is? Good luck getting us to
0: help you. And just but, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> there do, could be some of that. Don't listen mm-hmm. to our advice half the time. Also, I would say just random stories of shit you go through because you're queer. You yeah. might not have a question. You might. It's just a story. It could be dramatic. It could be funny. It can be super, 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 super sad and I'll cry. Um, Whatever you want.
1: Yeah. So we're hoping that this audience comes to join us over at Queer Life Crisis. So we have a special email address uh, that you can send in comments and questions and a phone line Mm -hmm. that you can send a voicemail I think that's pretty exciting. I think so. I'm going to say what those are. Do it. I'm just going to throw them out there. Do it. I can put them in the show notes as well. So the email address is queerlifepod at gmail.com. And the phone number to leave us a voicemail is 202-495-0606.
0: I want to hear people's voices. I think that's cool. Wait, are we going to (laughs) play the voices on the pod or just relate what they've said?
1: No, the idea is to play the actual audio clips. Oh shit, that's going to be
0: awesome. You can tell how much I paid attention to Mary's plans on this. I I know. I, you don't you don't really listen to me. I mean, basically. honestly, <laughs> people, I have been so damn busy and I know I say that yeah. a lot, but I think honestly now is the busiest I've ever been at my UC Places job. We had one of our good writers move on to a, another position somewhere else. And at the same time that that happened, we ran a big promotion which brought us in a shit ton more business, meaning people wanting us to create tours for them. And now we're down to just me and one other writer. And so I'm like busting as much ass as possible. And um, yeah, busy.
1: Yeah, you're busting all the ass over there. That is for sure.
0: Oh, 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 Christmas letters. So we got all those sent out, the local, not local, the um, stateside ones. So if you haven't gotten them already, they should be on their way. I have not sent out the international ones. I'll do that um, when I remember. So if you're international and haven't got it yet, don't get in a panic.
1: Yeah, we ended up having um, a couple of snowstorms here. Yeah. And uh, that's been challenging getting around.
0: But we have not forgotten you. A few people have gotten theirs and um, love them. Obvi, because I wrote it. Uh, (laughs) But yeah.
1: Well, we're going to work on that real, real soon. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of Christmas, should we dive right in or do you have... Oh, no, no, no. We have a shout out, a sponsor shout okay. out.
1: Go. Oh, you mean apostate coffee? Yeah. Our first coffee's shout out of 2022. Thanks, apostate coffee. So here's what we're going to do. Apostate coffee. I don't think they even know this yet.
0: Surprise! Melissa, are you listening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we want you to be our exclusive coffee sponsor of Latter-day Lesbian. And then I've talked to Carlina at Mahogany Queen Coffee Co. Mahogany Queen is going to be the exclusive coffee sponsor of Queer Life Crisis, although I believe she needs to change the name due to some trademark issues. So more to come on that. I'm not really sure what's going on with that yet.
0: Either way, drink the damn coffee because it's
1: amazing. Oh, the other thing to note about these two podcasts is that we are still going to record and plan to get an episode out every week, uh, but we're going to alternate. Alternate weeks with Latter-day Lesbian and Queer Life Crisis, just letting everybody know.
0: So just so you know, Mary and I are not in the same room today. She's at her condo and I'm at the house with all my children. And so we are FaceTiming and she is clearly holding her phone and talking with her hands because I am so dizzy from trying to see your face. So set down the damn phone, prop it up against (laughs) something. I'm getting nauseous. I can't
1: see your face either. You're hiding behind your microphone.
0: Here I am. There you are. Hi. Can you see me? I can. Why don't you have a a spit screen on your microphone?
1: I didn't have one over here. Mm, Well, don't spit. Okay. Okay, moving on. It's really for peas popping. Oh. That's what that is. Don't pop
0: your peas. It's a pop
1: filter. The thing you're talking about is a pop filter. Or a spit screen. (laughs) <laughs> okay, what's next on your list, gosh darn it? Okay. Aren't
0: I? Oh, 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 I know, I know. Christmas? Yes. However, I don't want to jump super ahead to Christmas, but only because whose birthday was right before Christmas? December 23rd? Oh, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith! We already said happy birthday to him.
1: That was a year ago. What? No, we just said, ho- we just did a whole thing about Joseph Smith's birthday.
0: Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So clearly, my mind is. (laughs) 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 Fuck me.
1: Yeah. We sure did. We talked all about it.
0: We did really. Yeah. I'm not making this up. I have literally no recollection. Listeners, raise your hand if you remember
1: us (laughs) talking about Joseph Smith. Are you sure it wasn't a year ago? We talked about how we trumped Jesus by, (laughs) and then how Mormons don't really celebrate Jesus in the month of December because it's all
0: about Joseph Smith. This is not familiar to you? I mean, it's familiar to me in the fact that I know all that shit, but I don't remember talking Mm. about it. But what I did do, I guess this is the second celebration of Joseph Smith. There's a Joseph Smith Foundation online store. Are you ready for this? You're going to die. So you can purchase the Joseph Smith birthday slash Hanukkah bundle. What? (laughs) (laughs) What's in this thing? Why the fuck does Hanukkah... Oh, Jewish people, I'm so sorry. I I really am (laughs) that the Mormons are like. Yeah, what does Hanukkah have to do with Joseph Smith? Let me read about this bundle that you can get. This discounted bundle, of course, it's at a discount because no one wants it, includes three (laughs) documentaries to enhance celebrations of Joseph Smith's birthday. President Joseph F. Smith taught I should like to see introduced among the Latter day Saints the practice of celebrating or commemorating the birthday of the prophet Joseph Smith. In my judgment, the next birthday celebration to that of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ should be that of Joseph Smith. So basically you have oh, like God. Jesus and then Joseph Smith. He he, he uh-huh. is like the right-hand man to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay, here's what this bundle includes. Hidden Bloodlines, The Grail and the Lost Tribes in the Land of the North. That's a DVD. What? Mm-hmm. Here's another DVD. <laughs> Unlocking the Mystery of the Two Prophets, Revelation 11. That's another DVD. Aren't you so interested in these? Oh, I have a lot of questions about these DVDs. Well, wait. There's a third DVD. Nephites uh-huh. in Europe. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are these supposed to be
1: documented somewhere, all these things you're talking about?
0: Do I? <laughs> okay, episodes <laughs> one and two, Quest for the Nephite Remnant. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of what we're going to talk about today actually is so great because let me pull up again. Hang on. Hang on. Wait a minute, though. Isn't the Nephite remnant Zelf? That's that's the bone. That's the Nephite. That um, might be Lamanite. I don't remember. It's the the femur oh, bone I think it's that a was found. The femur bone that was found. And Joseph Smith's like, oh, yeah, uh, that's Zelf. This is Zelf. <laughs> This is a guy named Zelf. <laughs> We're going to put him on a shelf. Some-
1: <laughs> <laughs> or put that on your shelf. <laughs> Zelf.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I wish I had the power of Joseph Smith where I can just, like, give answers to shit and people believe me. <laughs> like, look what I found.
1: Like, uh-huh. oh, that's a boggly boot. Like, Maron, 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 Mar- 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 Yeah, that guy
0: was. Yeah, I can tell people they the name the child up. It's so mm-hmm. great. Anyway, let me just say this really quickly. A lot of this stuff... Uh, That we're talking about today is phenomenal because just recently we know this that President Russell M. Nelson said that the Book of Mormon is not a textbook of history. It's Mm -hmm. not a definitive work on ancient American agriculture or politics. It is not a record of all former inhabitants of the Western Hemisphere. (laughs) So keep that in mind as we discuss today that the current prophet of the world has now debunked. The Book of Mormon, basically, by saying it's it's not historically accurate. Mm-hmm. That takes me back now, of course, to the Joseph Smith birthday slash Hanukkah bundle. <laughs> And those
1: DVDs, right? Like, where, yeah. where am I looking for the, the Nephites over in Europe somewhere? We're going to
0: find the lost tribes in the lands of the north. <laughs> the Nephites in Europe. <laughs> Who made these DVDs? And I'm so sorry that your prophet's like, wah, wah, Debbie Downer. <laughs> Do we need these DVDs? We might need to get them. <laughs>
1: we, we might need the DVDs.
0: Well, let me tell you why <laughs> we need them. There's one more paragraph, and this is the kicker. This is the selling point. Because remember, it's called Joseph Smith birthday slash Hanukkah bundle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Mormons. Okay. This bundle can also be used to complement commemorations of Hanukkah from a Latter-day Saint perspective. If you are interested in connecting with other families who are celebrating Joseph Smith's birthday and Hanukkah, along with their Christmas festivities this year, Please see Raising the Bar for Latter-day Saints. What is that? Hang on, let me click. I don't even know what that is. I didn't click on it before.
1: Uh-oh, she's just clicking on random things, folks. I'm hoping it's porn. Mm, it's
0: not coming up. <laughs> oh, 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 come on. My internet is slow, probably because all the kids are here using it. Uh, probs. No, it's, <laughs> this is like a Tinder page. I mean, not really. What? It says, are you looking for like-minded friends who are living higher standards? And oh then I have God. to create a, an account and <laughs> join social media groups. Yeah, not interested. So anyway, who here is now going to order the Joseph Smith birthday slash Hanukkah bundle? Because it was just Joseph Smith's birthday.
1: Send them to us.
0: They're (laughs) $50. Oh, shit. I'm not wasting $50 on Joseph Smith's birthday (laughs) slash Hanukkah bundle. (laughs) Get yours today. Fucking Mormons. Fucking Mormons.
1: I know. But did you want to talk about... Our Christmas?
0: I do. Okay. I just got distracted. Now a good time? Joseph Smith comes first. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I uh, had Christmas Eve with all of my kids and two of the kids' girlfriends and both of their dogs. So a total of seven, eight, nine, ten people, four dogs. Mary hit the road, and I don't blame her. She's like, yeah, I'm <laughs> going to go visit my sister. Yep. Yeah, less chaotic. It was actually fantastic. It, it was loud. It was irreverent. You know, one of my son's girlfriends got drunk, and she's of age. It was so fun to just have that excitement of Christmas. No, no one celebrates the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's more about gift-giving and just having a good time and laughing. We played games. Um, we opened gifts. Here's the thing. When you have seven kids, you can't just have seven gifts under the tree. You end up getting like, Three, four, five things per kid, and then it's like this mound of gifts, and then you feel like like you're you're spoiling your kids rotten, but like there's seven of them. Anyway, I took a picture of all the gifts under the tree, and some of them were like socks and you know random shit. Uh, and I sent that to my ex, Brent, and he's like, uh, and he sent me a picture of his tree, and there were like seven gifts. <laughs> Whoops, and, and so I'm all Win, yeah. winning. Jeff Bezos
1: really likes you. <laughs>
0: Uh, They did get a lot of things that they actually needed. So uh, the party was great. I think as a divorced parent, I'm finally, and it's been a few years, but I'm finally in the groove of it being completely normal. You know, like it's not, it doesn't feel like it's this exchange of children at a gas station. Not that we ever did that, but it used to feel, (laughs) it used to feel like, um, I don't know. More like weekend custody. I don't know how to explain it. It just felt not complete to me. Hmm. And I think over these holidays in the last couple of months, but especially over the holidays, it finally has felt complete. I think what it is, it doesn't feel like the kids are visiting anymore. It feels like they live here. Mm -hmm. They live here as well as living at their dad's. So it's been good. Christmas was awesome. Um, actually we did Christmas Eve and then I got to kick them all out and they went over to Brent's to sleep and then to wake up for Christmas morning. So Christmas morning, I got up and headed to the river house to meet Mary for our own Christmas celebration.
1: Yeah. But before that, I was at my sister's. My sister is such a fantastic cook. Like she really is. So she did prime rib on the big green egg. That was fantastic. We had lobster one night. Like we were living it up drank a ton, had a great time with my sister and her husband and her two kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of her kids has um, a boyfriend. They live together. He's
0: part of the family. So he came along too. It was a great time. I still haven't told my dad that uh, my oldest son, Lincoln, and his girlfriend, Caroline, now live together. When should I throw that bomb at him? I can't wait.
1: Oh, so you haven't, right, you haven't told him this. Wow. Maybe
0: the next time he complains about Lincoln's long hair, I'll be like, you know what? And as a matter of fact, he lives with his girlfriend. Maybe I should do
1: that. Yeah, and they they braid each other's hair at night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just like Jesus and John the Beloved. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Did we explain on the regular podcast about my dad's comment about the long hair and the braids? That might have just been a scandal.
1: I I don't remember. Yeah, it's hard to know. But he's always got something to say, that Uh guy.
0: Rude mf'er. Yeah, so we did Christmas, and then we had some amazing visitors. So check this out. When we started this podcast, and we've said this a million times, we didn't expect to get this big. We really didn't. And we certainly didn't expect to meet such amazing, wonderful friends. Like, we have made yeah. friends all over. It's so awesome. We feel so lucky. Mm-hmm. So we had a visitor from Utah and a visitor from North Carolina and visitor from North Carolina's girlfriend. So Kirsten, did we have more than that? Oh, Katie Mack. There we go. I knew there was another one. Uh, Kirsten, Jessica, and uh, Jessica's girlfriend, Holly, who has not listened to the podcast, but better fucking start, um, and Katie Mack and all of those people we met on channels, which is going away soon. And we're sorry about that. But it was so cool because like we have actual friends that we meet in person and it's so great. All of you listeners, God, y'all are so fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Well, part of what's so great is because people listen to
1: us, they might already think that we're their kind of people. We're halfway there at that point. So then when we meet them, there's no small talk needed. They know our stories. It's just really easy to make friends based on this podcast. We don't have to impress anyone, goddammit.
0: <laughs> well, we wouldn't anyway. That's true. <laughs> Newsflash. So can I tell the story about saving, saving the, uh, the deer?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because what happens when you get a gaggle of gays together, they just want to, you know, make fires and save
0: stuff, I guess. Make fires, drink, and know. save animals, which is basically what we did. So January 1st, very first day of the new year, we're hanging out, and uh, Jessica's upstairs, I guess, with binoculars. She goes by Jess, by Oh, the sorry. Way. Jess is upstairs, and then she calls her girlfriend, Holly, and is like, hey, there's a deer swimming in the river. Well, it's a creek, actually. It's Mac- Mac- Machodic. We've been st- saying it. I still like Macadock better. Fuck it. We'll call it Macadock then. Now, Machodoc <laughs> Creek, keep in mind, it's not like a little bitty creek that you jump over or, or like, fish for trout. It's huge. It's probably a mile across.
1: Oh, yeah, it could be. And it dumps into the Potomac, so it— then it doubles in size at that point. Yeah, it's
0: enormous. It's, yeah. So she says there's a deer in the creek. We're like, what? So of course, lesbians drop what they're doing and they run outside. And uh, it's hunting season right now. Well, not anymore as far as deer. But hunters in no- the Northern Neck, they hunt still with uh, beagles, right? And they have just a shit ton of beagles. And they put these tracking collars on and blah, 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 And they just kind of turn them loose. I mean, I'm sure it's more organized than that, but there's just dogs everywhere. You got to watch when you're driving. So we look and there are all these beagles who have driven this deer out into the water. The hunter calls his beagles off because by now um, it's private properties. He calls them off. But now there's this deer like, shit, what do I do? This deer, the deer is not about to come back over because dogs are still barking from the road and there's kids over on the other side next to us. So we're like, what do we do? And of course, everyone's concerned about the deer. All the lesbians gather up. We're like, we got to save the deer. (laughs) We have to (laughs) save the deer.
1: I think I was inside making breakfast. I missed pretty much this whole thing.
0: You were making those delicious leftovers uh, croquettes.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, those were amazing.
0: So (laughs) the weather outside is real, real chilly. Like, real, real. Um, But that's not going to stop anyone from saving a deer. So we've got Jess. And who went out with her? I think it was Katie. And yes. I think there
1: was a, this was a really ill thought plan because Jess grabs a rope and she's like, "Let's get the canoe. We're gonna. They were gonna bring the deer into the canoe. I just thought mm, Bad idea. This has disaster written. And I was like, maybe
0: it. maybe lasso the deer and, and like tow it back. And then if it starts to drown, you can like drag it up and tip the whole canoe over. Here's another uh, thing we didn't bother telling. Oh my god, we didn't tell Katie. This, or just that we hadn't tested that canoe to see if it was like <laughs> seaworthy. The, so the canoe came with the house.
1: <laughs> I mean, when you bought your house, did you get a free canoe? Because that's what happens, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, buy this <laughs> yeah, house, way overpriced, free canoe. You get a canoe. But that's not all. <laughs> like Ginsu knives and shit. Older <laughs> yeah. people are like, hell yeah, the Ginsu knives. Anyway, so the next door neighbors were there as well. And there's like, two ladies and a husband and a brother and a bunch of kids, like a shit ton of kids. And so the kids are helping push the canoe out with our two lesbians, which is pretty hilarious. I have a great picture of it. So they get them pushed out. And then the husbands are like, well, fuck this, hold my beer. Like they're not about to let these girls win at going out to rescue a deer. So they get their canoe out. Didn't know this, but their canoe did not have any life jackets and neither of those guys could swim. And so the kids are on the shore like, daddy's going to drown. So they... (laughs) paddle out. They basically chase this deer down, trying to find it now, because it's super foggy. I've got binoculars. I'm like, I hope no no one drown, no one sink. The first crew of lesbians came back, couldn't find the deer. The second crew went out to look for the deer. But by that time, the crew of the two men, which went like a different direction down the creek, they found the deer still swimming. And they kind of herded the deer over to the shore, got it to jump up on the shore. And then the thing just like laid down in an exhausted heap, rested for like 15 minutes, then got up and went into the woods. That poor thing. It made it. And that was the last day of deer hunting season. We saved a deer. We saved the deer. Mm -hmm. Super proud of our January 1st contribution to the world. Saved the deer. Yeah. Uh, Made a good story. Did. Speaking of hunting... Did you know that in Utah, in 2021, poaching killed 1,153 wild animals? So 1,153 wild animals were illegally killed in Utah. Way to go, fuckers in Utah. Get your shit together.
1: Damn. All right. So that was quite the Christmas and New Year's. You know, uh, it was pretty cool because our next door neighbors at New Year's set off these like legit... Fireworks!
0: Oh, that's right. So we got a
1: free fireworks display. That was awesome.
0: Like not, you know, little sparklers and shit, like the big ones right next Yeah, door. Yeah.
1: It was cool. No, legit. Like the ones you would see at any professional firework display. So that was really cool. A little gift for another freebie. It's kind of like it comes with a house, kind of like the canoe. You just get fireworks now and then. Pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we're going to take a commercial break. You know, before when we were talking about apostate coffee, we forgot to mention the website. Oh, shit. And 10% off your order by entering code LDL at checkout. Mm -hmm. So head to apostatecoffee.com. Check out everything they got there. And don't forget to enter promo code LDL. When you check out, like it. All right. Well, let's get to some more advertisers right now. Be right back. Uh, we're back. So we've got. Let's see. I want to do a foom pod. Okay. Well, we're going to do a foom pod. But do you want me to do this? Uh, this whole lightweed photography thing. Oh yeah. Let's do that. So I am part of a religious trauma recovery group on Facebook, and someone recently posted in there about. A Utah based Mormon company called Lightweave Photography. Okay, so it was an article written by a person named Nikki Morris, and the website is called Sandwiches and Psych Meds. For real. I love and it. So for some reason, this Nikki Morris person wrote about this Utah based Mormon company called Lightweave Photography, and they specialize in photographing white Jesus as a prop in family portraits. Okay. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> oh my God, Mormons! How how do you come up with this, and how do you think it's cool, right? And it's not
1: like it's uh, like a photoshopped thing. It's an actor.
0: It's called rented Jesus. <laughs> I just made <laughs> that pretty <up>. much.
1: <laughs> yeah, they get this actor to just go to your wedding, like show up in your wedding photos or family photos or whatever. So Nikki, the person who wrote this article, writes Caucasian Jesus who seems to be donning Teva sandals and some sort of laptop satchel, appeared as an awkward third wheel in the engagement album for a young LDS couple. And at the risk of being sent to Mormon hell, says Nikki, I've got to share some of the Facebook comments because they are freaking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So so these are the Facebook comments as a reaction to this lightweave photography and showing this white Jesus that just shows up in your... And your wedding photo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So someone wrote a photo shoot to commemorate that time we met the dude who runs the hemp clothing slash yerba mate place. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> another comment. Perfectly great engagement photo shoot ruined by this homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this one. I'm confused. Is Kenny Loggins in a toga their <laughs> dating coach? <laughs> Here's one. I'm pretty sure that's the same guy who put Kimmy Schmidt in the bunker. <laughs> Shelley doesn't know about that because she's never seen Kimmy Schmidt. We got to watch that. Okay, it's a really funny show.
0: Oh, should I laugh yeah. anyway?
1: I, I don't get the. Humor. You can yeah, you can laugh at that one. Okay, that was actually uh, who played Don Draper? Mm-hmm. John Hamm. Anyway, whatever. I digress. Okay, here's one. Sears Portrait Studio did not offer the Jesus option, in quotes, (laughs) when we had our engagement pictures done 12 years ago. Do we need a redo? (laughs) (laughs) A couple more. This is one of the most famous singers in Mexico, someone else writes. (laughs) Looks like the pastor from Deadwood. And then the other final comment is, Jesus wears New Balance. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. So so check out sandwichespsychmeds.com. I'm not even going to fucking spell that. You no, just have to figure it out, it. people. If you want to check out the article or just, you know, head to the source at lightweave.me. That's the website of the photography company that throws Jesus into your photos. So, What,
0: what do you think would happen if we called and said that you and I, so two women, are taking oh. our engagement photos and <laughs> can we get Jesus up in there? Can someone oh, please call and try That's to funny. order that? Someone... Someone out there, call Lightweave or whatever it is, and try to order up a Jesus for a gay wedding photo. Yeah, you
1: probably get the actor who plays Satan. That's what you get. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> I'm guessing. Also good. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Funny. Mormons do the weirdest shit. Just like this guy that is selling the Joseph Smith birthday Hanukkah bundle. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I guess there's still money to be made off the Mormons. <laughs> so there you go. Always. Always money to be made.
1: Yeah, this uh, Jesus actor, he could be ordained and just, you know, do the wedding. Like just perform the wedding himself. He could be Jesus
0: marrying people. But Mormons wouldn't do that because you still have to get married in the temple. Ah, okay. Gotcha. (laughs) They can't film a wedding in the temple. I mean, unless you're Mike Norton, you can sneak in and film it. Uh But yeah. And I guess you can't bring your own ordained minister to that thing. There's no such thing as an ordained minister in Mormonism. So how do you get married legally? In the temple. Well, who performs it? I guess the person who performs it's ordained, I guess, but Must it's just, be. But you don't get to pick. It's like whoever's working that day, you know? It's like some <laughs> some old ass white dude, not a white woman, some old ass white dude that's like take your husband blah blah in the patriarchal grip. Did you know you have to do that? Wait, what'd you have to do? You kneel across the altar and you take each other in the patriarchal grip. Oh, God. And I think you raise your other arm as too, if I remember correctly. And then you like just repeat these promises to each other about blah, blah, blah. And then you bow your head and say yes. hmm <laughs> There you have it. You're
1: married. It would be kind of funny if the person officiating, a bishop or whoever the heck it is, just a temple worker, who knows, Uh, was not able to legally perform the ceremony. Kind of like he didn't go to seminary and all that stuff. That would be funny. All those
0: invalid marriages out there. I would say temple marriages are invalid anyway. In my my mind. In my (laughs) mind. I just wanted to say Uh that. I would say that because I think, and this is just my opinion, that a lot of temple marriages are had by two way too young people just wanting to have some sex or following what everyone's telling them to do, get married, have babies, and they just don't even fucking know each other. For sure. Mormon's gonna morm. Mormon's gonna morm. And now this ex-Mormon is gonna foon pod. Ooh. Would you like? Cue music.
1: It's the fucked up Mormons' race of the day.
0: All right, Mary. Wait, Shelly,
1: did you realize that I just cued the music? Oh shit, are you taking
0: over in 22? 2022? Cue? <laughs> Q- Too late, I already did no, it. No, I want that one in there. Dan? Dan, nope. leave it in, Dan. You know,
1: Dan could do anything he wants, but I have final say. <laughs> I hate this about editing. Hate this. <laughs> You know, as soon as you learn to edit and upload a podcast, you will have that veto power. Yeah, because of all
0: the extra time I have, I'm just going to learn <laughs> yeah. how to
1: edit. Mm-hmm. Just add that to your list.
0: Okay. All right. Today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day slash pod is, Mary, are you ready for this? I'm trying to go off the pronunciation here. Kuralam and Kumam. How do you spell this shit? C-U-R-E-L-O-M. That's the first word. And... Kurilom. Not according to this pronunciation. Okay, fine. But it's spelled like that. Cure, yes, Cure-lam, Cure-lam, right? All one word. The next one is spelled C-U-M-O-M. Kumam. Kumem. Kumam. Kumem. cure and Kumam. hmm And they go together somehow? Well, yeah. Upset. Of course they go together.
1: You know, I'm guessing these are just dumb places in a made-up book. <laughs> made-up places somewhere in North America. <laughs> cure and Kumam. Or they're weird spices you put in Indian food.
0: Oh, like cur- curry, curry lom Oh, I could go for some curry <laughs> or cumin. Oh yeah. yeah, cumin as well. Man, now I'm getting hungry. We're gonna we gotta wrap this up. Mm-hmm. So they're not spices. They're not no, spices. No, and they're also not places. You are correct that they're from a fake book. But I mean, that's that's kind of all <laughs> that of goes it. that thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, you ready? Yeah. The. Kuralam and the Kumam are useful animals mentioned in the Book hmm? of Mormon. <laughs> they're animals? Baby, they're animals. Like tapirs? <laughs> <laughs> no, those are horses. <laughs> tapers are horses. Those, these are, <laughs> those are real animals. So, what are these supposed to be? I'm, I'm telling you, according to adherents, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, these animals are thought to have existed in North or South America. I had that part right. Uh, well, sure. So early Latter-day Saint Apostle Orson Pratt might have identified Kuralams as mammoths, though the context <laughs> is unclear as to whether he was talking about curloms and mammoths or curloms as mammoths.
1: Uh, a fake animal in a fake book. I want to okay, keep going.
0: So we're clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If he means Kirilams and mammoths separately, then he's not saying specifically that mammoths existed in the American continent at that time, seeing as all the animals are meant as hypothetically examples of what the Jaredites might have brought in their barges. Remember the tight like unto a dish? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So they brought um, mammoths in barges. Oh, so similar to Noah. Joseph oh, I Smith just plagiarized it. Noah. <laughs> well, we gotta get the Kuriloms over to the Lamanites, so <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They need their they need their <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, this is the exact quote from Orson Pratt in the Journal of Discourses. Now to prepare them against these contingencies and that they might have fresh air for the benefit of the elephants, curaloms, or mammoths, and many other animals that perhaps were in them as well as the human beings they contained, the Lord told them how to construct them in order to receive air. That when they were on the top of the water, whichever side up their vessels happened to be, it mattered not. They were so constructed that they could ride safely, though bottom upwards, and they could open their air holes that happened to be uppermost. <laughs> what the fuck? So <laughs> why would you have an air hole at the top And the bottom. So they're saying like if the bottom is at the top of the water, then you could open that one. Can you imagine mammoths in like a tight like (laughs) unto a dish boat and the whole thing turns over like a barrel? (laughs) Like what the fuck? The mammoths are rolling and killing people? Like I don't get. (laughs) It makes perfect sense. Oh, these people, (laughs) and we believed it. Not you. I believed it. Well, I had honestly hadn't thought about it this much in in depth. I didn't know about the lawns, or maybe I heard about it, and I just believed it because, oh, yeah, Joseph Smith said. Well, you were
1: growing up in it, and it was boring AF, so Mm -hmm. you just tuned out probably most of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it is kind of funny to think about this weird round boat with windows, I guess, at the top and bottom. No, it's like
0: a plug. (laughs) <laughs> is that what it is? In my mind, it's, it's a, plug. a plug. just a plug? Or maybe it's like, like a bathtub drain. you got to pull it and twist it. I'm
1: sure that's what was going on <laughs> <laughs> in this rolling barrel of a boat. Sounds great.
0: Full of mammoths and people. Curl <laughs> <Girl loms. laughs> Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's uh, all really believable. Uh, on this website, I also have a critical view of the mammoth theory. So mainstream paleologists believe that mastodons and mammoths became extinct by 4,000 BCE. This suggests that a beast of burden in the Book of Mormon time period most likely would not have been a mammoth, although many Latter-day Saints still persist in displaying curaloms as mammoths in literature and media. Recent studies mm. have found that a small population of mammoths existed until approximately 1650 BCE, but these survivors were in an isolated Arctic population Blah, blah, blah. This is a time period wherein the Jaredites would have lived, but the geography and climate... Like, this is not a thing. I'm starting to think it's all fake. Same. New Year, still thinking it's all fake. <laughs> You're not a believer. Mm-hmm. Okay, lastly, Kirilams <laughs> and Kumams in Latter-day Saint literature. Okay, so the Kirilam and Kumon have appeared in Mormon literature. For example, Chris Heimerdinger. <laughs> That's what he gets. Nice. A popular LDS novelist chose to make Kirilams Mammoths in his time-traveling adventure, Tennis Shoes and the Feathered Serpent. Similarly, Tom Duncan published an independent novel where an Indiana Jones-type character escapes from a curalom described as a mammoth. And in another book, okay, here's how you fuck up kids. In another book titled Book of Mormon ABCs, on the third page, it says C is for curalom and it has a picture of a mammoth. You're a poor oh kid God. when they go to first grade, like, <laughs>
1: yeah, they're going to be like, what are you talking about, kid? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. What, what is
0: this shit you're talking about? You know, Kirillam. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, go to the principal. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh Lastly, in his novel, The Memory of Earth, Orson Scott Card listed various pack animals horses, donkeys, mules, and Kirillomi. <laughs> That's the plural. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you all want to know more, okay, there is a book on Amazon called Science. And the Book of Mormon, Curilams, oh. kumoms, Horses, and More. Maybe we should
1: get this book, because that sounds fantastic. We might have actually. to, because
0: remember when <laughs> President Nelson said it's not a textbook of history? <laughs> yeah, so where does the science come in? Doesn't. He busted so many bubbles with that shit. Thank you, RMN. That's Russell M. Nelson. Ah, So what's the QMOM? Or however you say I don't it. know. They just talked about the curial law, uh, whatever it is. I Curum, guess they're both mammoth, mammoth-y kind of things. Does it matter? Does it matter, Mary? They're fake. We can it's decide all, what they it's are. It's all made up. So. They're these big fake animals and a tight, like unto a dish, round thing with bathtub drains on them that can roll around <laughs> and no one gets hurt. That sounds really comfortable.
1: It's like being on a freaking roller coaster. <laughs> with mammoths. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With mammoths that are belted in or attached to anything, just... <laughs> That's me imitating a mammoth <laughs> flying all around in there.
0: <laughs> oh my God. People are truly so stupid. Oh my
1: God. That anyone believed any of this shit is still beyond me.
0: No, it is. And so this isn't stuff that you really learn about when you just are baptized in the church. They don't really teach this so much in primary. Mm-hmm. They teach that there was this thing called the kirmalam, but they don't talk about how it would never fit into this roll, rolly around, tight into a dish with <laughs> the plugs. Um, so you don't think about it. You don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some kids did, and they're like, this is fucking wacky. I didn't think about it. I wonder if something like this could be some cause for people to be like, I don't know if this is true. And maybe that's why Russell M. Nelson was like, it's not history, because uh, people mm-hmm. people were trying to figure that shit out.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really add up. Well, that was uh, quite the pod today, Shelly. Thank Thanks. you for sharing. You're welcome. Always a treat and never sounds
0: real. So just put, <laughs> putting that out there. They're <laughs> fake. And by the way, we, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, what were you going to say? I was going to say, by the way, we ran out of time.
1: Oh, yeah, we were going to do a proclamation lesson or something. Yeah. I think we'll, we talked about that on the latest Scandal Sessions. We'll, we'll uh, bump Kirsten that down mentioned burning, burning a proclamation lesson or something. <laughs> Stirring a fire with it. Yeah, it's actually a really good episode. If you haven't listened to it, uh, I Recommend same Uh, but we'll have to save that proclamation lesson till next time. Yeah, it's good. I guess we need to take a break and get to some patrons and supercast members.
0: And the dogs, oh, the dogs Are have something to say about mm-hmm. that, they're excited. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do that. Let's take a break.
1: Yeah, and I think what we talked about doing was uh based on made up possible Book of Mormon animals Animal names. or something. I like it,
0: I like it a lot. Okay, <laughs> we'll be right back. We're back with patrons. There's exactly five. Actually, we have a lot more than five, but I like to dole them out in fives. I you, want you're to kidding. say, I want that really. That's what you're up to over there. Always. <laughs> huh? I never would have guessed. <laughs> Shut <laughs> it. I want to say y'all have been delivering on the Patreon. Anyway, thank you. Y'all are kicking ass. Mary, you and I have mm. a date this weekend. We have to watch that damn Mormon musical. <sighs> yes. What's yes, it called again? We do uh, Saturday's Warrior. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, we can't keep kicking this down the road. We have. I'm gonna have to just not do a lot of work this weekend. We're gonna we're gonna watch this motherfucker because these people have earned it. Okay, let's do it. Those of you who're like, huh? So when we reach certain numbers of patrons, we promise a fun gift as uh, a reward. And this time is we are gonna sit and narrate as we watch a portion of Saturday's Warrior.
1: Right. We've uh, done this a few times before. You can go to our YouTube channel. We don't have very many videos up there, but we have videos of us watching other movies as well. Truth. What were the other ones? I don't even remember.
0: Uh, Johnny Lingo, obviously. Oh, yeah. Johnny Lingo. Some, right. some super sad one where this kid's mom dies in guilt and shame. Oh, um, godly sorrow. No, that's that a one? different one. This is the one where no. it's the little boy. <laughs> A different guilt or the and coffee shame one. one. There's a coffee uh, yeah, one. Oh yeah, that's another guilt and shame. They're so great. Mm-hmm. They're so great. Yes. Yeah, so check out our YouTube channel. Yep. All right, ready for patrons? We are going to be doing these according to what we think would have been animals in the Book of Mormon. Is that what it, this is? Basically, we're making shit up. So, okay. <laughs> first letter of last name, we're going to alternate and make up an animal that could very well have been in there because Joseph Smith made shit up, and we will describe the animal. Okay. Ready? You want to go first, or am I going first? I guess since I have the list. Ready? Number one, thank you, Matt H. H, huh? And this is a Harigyu, and it looks like a cheetah, but it has a lion's mane, and it runs on its back legs, and it has spikes on its tail. What is this called? It's a Harigyu. Harivyu? No, Harigyu with a G. Matt, Just ask Matt. He knows what he is. Matt Harigyu. You just made up (laughs) Harigyu right now. I did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Mary's turn.
1: Come on, get creative. Okay. Does this say Sherry? Oh, you're going to say the name. Yeah. Sherry or Cherry. It's probably Sherry. Or it could be Cherie. I knew a Cherie one time. Is it spelled like that? Yeah.
0: Okay. First initial, last name, D. Go. D.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this is for a diphthongrian, (laughs) and they have a really weird call. Oh. Uh it sounds like they're saying two vowels at, at once. Mm-hmm. It's a diphthongrian. Can you uh
0: imitate the call?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? Well, who is next? Thank you, Cherie Diphthongrian. Diphthongrian. Mm-hmm. Next is Hallie B. Hallie Boomerangasaur. Ah, oh, I like it. Thank it you. Comes back to you. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Because, you know, this is an, uh, a dinosaur that was hanging out in Book of Mormon lands with Curium Mom, But this one is shaped like a boomerang. And the problem with the boomeramasaur, boomerasaur? I don't know. This is your word. It runs <laughs> to chase things, but then it always has to turn and come back. So they're hungry a lot of the time. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> they have a weird honing device where that <laughs> just makes
1: them return back. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Halle Boomerangasaur. Whatever. Next Tay,
1: um, Rhinocyclops. It's kind of like a rhinoceros, but it's got one eyeball. Mm. And the reason they became extinct is because they couldn't actually see past the big horn that's right in front of their eyeball. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, it was short-lived. It was. God fucked up when he made that one, didn't he? Oh, my God, that is good. Okay, thank you, Tay. Rhinocyclops.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, people, weird.
0: people are like, good fuck. Are we really sitting through this? Yes, you are. This is what's happening. Y'all, we're coming up with these off the top of our heads. It's probably obvious. What Joseph Smith did. Yes. We are We are writing. Oh, sorry. There is like a whole process with a hat and a stone.
1: It wasn't this easy.
0: We, you can't see us, but we have hats and stones and we are, we are writing <laughs> yep. an animal mm-hmm. um, dictionary. It comes in a bundle with the Book of Mormon and Hanukkah uh-huh. shit. Animal
1: dictionary. I like it. Mm-hmm. And is there a urum and thumbum involved? I still don't really know what those are.
0: It was like a breastplate with goggles.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, did, it had nothing to do with translating the plates, right? No, it did. I
0: think. Okay. You had to wear that too. <laughs> yeah. And a rock. I don't know. <laughs> okay. We have one more patron. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Heidi B. Fuck, I already did B. B. Bumbleopathy. Bumbleopathy. So it's this bumblebee-looking thing. I think it would be Bumblelapithor. Bumblepathor makes more sense. Well, I don't want them to mm-hmm. all be dinosaurish.
1: Oh, I know. How about Bumbleador? It's kind of like a wizard and a bumblebee had a baby. Oh, okay. It's a, a magical bumblebee.
0: Bumbleador. Heidi Bumbleador, and I would guess <laughs> that she, that Heidi comes from a long line of Bumbleadors that have the priesthood. Got to have the priesthood. Sure. To be magical, it's just implied. That's true. We did not have to say that. Yeah, no, you're right. Whew, okay. made it through that shit.
1: Well, thank you, patrons. Uh we have two new supercast members. We don't have to do animal names,
0: do we? Because I'm I'm fresh out.
1: We only have two. Okay. Devin F. What does the F stand for? F stands Shelley?
0: for fuck. <laughs> just, I don't, just fuck. Just fuck. I don't know <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um huh. it, It's a relative of the taper, but it's smaller. The fuck? Yeah, and those are the (laughs) ones that the tiny Lamanites would ride. They were just fucked, basically, (laughs) when they wrote these things. So there's the taper and the lesser-known fuck, (laughs) written by the tiny Lamanites. Okay. Sorry, Devin. Fuck. (laughs) You get the last one, because I I can't. You're tapped? Yeah.
1: Yeah, don't try to write a whole book, because it's not for everybody. Okay, Luca C is our last... Supercast member. Okay, get it. The C stands for...
0: I got one. Crotch cat. Crotch cat? So this is a kind of feline back in the curio ages that basically had four to five, sometimes six crotches. They were just everywhere. Are you calling Luca a pussy right now? (laughs) Sorry, Luca. (laughs) You're a crotch cat. You're a crotch cat. Luca crotch cat. (laughs) Crotch cats. That's the name of my new band, Luca and the Crotch Cats. Wow.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that was that was rough. Mm-hmm. By the way, if we do a Patreon level or similar for Queer Life Crisis,
0: we are not. We are not assigning new names. We're, we can't. we're getting out of that game. We just can't anymore. <laughs> it's it's already like pulling our hair out trying to come up with stuff like crotch cat <laughs> and fuck the lesser known taper species oh
1: yeah that one was tough to come up with i'm sure where'd you pull that one out of <laughs> my crotch cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you pulled it right out of your crotch cap did okay <laughs> uh thank you all supporters we really appreciate it don't forget at that five dollar and above level you get to hear scandal sessions episodes yep on your favorite player generally, or on Patreon, which is probably not your favorite player. Sorry. But it's one of your players. Uh, <laughs> yeah. hmm If you would like to support us financially, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash support. We really appreciate it. Yes, so we do.
0: do. We still need your support in the 2022s.
1: We do, uh, because we are... Going to pay Dan from Extension Audio again, as it turns out. He's going to help us out go, into Dan, the new go. year. He's going to help us out on Queer Life Crisis as well. Mm-hmm. And he lends a hand on Scandal Sessions. All of those.
0: We will also, of course, be donating 10% of the subscription fees to our favorite charity, which is Flourish. Flourish Therapy. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, 10% goes to Flourish Therapy, which is helps the LGBTQ plus community in Utah to Mm -hmm. um, provide therapy for people struggling. So boom. Yep. Free or subsidized therapy. So we
1: are going to be, since it's early 2022, we have got to sit down and figure out what check we're writing this year to flourish based on uh, last year's earnings. So thank you all who contributed at every level on Patreon your 10% is going to a really good cause.
0: Sure as shit. It's not It's not buying temple carpet. It is buying help for people suffering.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Because of that stupid church. Because of much. the temple so,
0: carpet, yeah. There you go. Uh,
1: I think we're wrapped up here. I Michelle. think so. We got it. Good job. Thank you, Dan, from Extension Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Yeah, here's to another year of leaving it in or pulling it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Happy New Year. Talk to y'all soon and steer clear of those cults because they are no joke. No joke at all.
0: Bye.